So if it's something that's really going to impact what you do on a day-to-day basis and that can continue on with you, I'd always say to add that to your resume. So if you do a review, I'd say, you know, six months, every six months or so, it's important to keep a list of things that you do so you don't forget and then you can add to it. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. Are you one of those people who only reviews and updates their resume when they need to look for a job? Or do you prefer to take a more proactive stance to the exercise? Desiree Lyon, Talent Acquisition Specialist with Ray, is here to help us celebrate International Update Your Resume Month, along with our 200th episode of Unsuitable. Who'd have thunk it? If you've ever wondered why resumes are important, what will get yours thrown out of the running for a particular position, and how often you should dust yours off and make updates, be sure to stick around. We've got some great tips for you. Welcome, Desiree. Thank you for having me, Doug. So good to have you here. So you are a special guest, 200th episode. How do you feel about that? It's pretty awesome. I'm excited about it. It's, you know, it's beautiful balloons here and great staff around me. So who could ask for anything more? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel a bit, little bit unworthy, though, myself, because, you know, our, my predecessors aren't here and I wish they could be here to, to celebrate with yeah. us. So maybe later, maybe, maybe after the yeah. show. <laughs> anyway, so International Resume Month or Update Your Resume Month. What What's going on? I didn't even know that existed. Is that a new thing or, or what's, what's the story there? Well, you know, there's so many days for different things. There's wine days, there's wine months, there's, um, you know, left-handed month. There's all kind of fun <laughs> things. So I think these things just come along as people become creative. So okay. I didn't know anything about it either, obviously. So, <laughs> But the nice thing about it is it is something important that we can all take to con- into consideration to remind ourselves how valuable it is to update our resumes. So talk a little bit about that. What's uh, what's best practice in, in your mind in terms of keeping a, a resume updated? So for me, one of the things that I like to do, I actually keep a list of new things that I come across in my day-to-day activities. Sometimes, you know, I'll find new information online or, you know, just new skills that I might read about or going to an event out in the community, um, you know, with some other business professionals, just hearing more about what I do and then keeping track of those things. So, for example, the CRM tool, that's something that a lot of folks here at Ray use. And one of the nice things is it's something that everyone's been trained on. That actually is a tool that many other organizations use as well. So that's something that you can add to your skill set. So if it's something that's really going to impact what you do on a day-to-day basis and that can continue on with you, I'd always say to add that to your resume. So if you do a review, I'd say, you know, six months, every six months or so, it's important to keep a list of things that you do so you don't forget and then you can add to it. Oh, that's that's great advice. So some of those things are, are things that you take for granted in your your day-to-day activities, but yet they can be meaningful, right? For sure, because, I mean, we're all so busy. We have a lot of things going on. So to eliminate that, it's good to keep track of it because you will forget. And then when the time comes and someone says, hey, Doug, you've been doing a great job. I'd love to promote you to 
president of the organization. Not and me. You say, <laughs> and you say, okay, great. Well, you got to talk about some presidential sure. activities that you've been a part of. And you yeah. may have been a part of so many things and you didn't add that, which could be the selling point to getting you that role. Okay. Now, having gone through uh, the process of of hiring folks in the past, obviously that's that's your your business. I've I've done uh, some of that as well. I continue to be amazed by what I see in terms of divergent resumes, not only length but how they're put together, all those types of things. What what can you tell us today about best practices? There used to be this old adage of you know no more than one page and and all that kind of stuff, but yet now I sometimes see them four and five pages, which seems ridiculous. So what, what's best practice in your mind? Well, one of the things that I always tell people, you don't want it too lengthy, even if you've done so many different things, which you know are very important to you, you have to think about what's important for the position you're applying for and, and important to uh, the organization you're applying to. So you know, there's a lot of folks out here now with 12 to 15 years of experience, but you still have that you are a resident assistant in, in grad school. So now it's time to get rid of that. That's great to have that there. However, it's not really relevant to what you're looking to do unless you're applying for, you know, a housing job. But either way, you've still had some business professional experience between that time. So it's important to eliminate things that are just irrelevant. Now, on the other hand, too, you have to keep in mind the chronological order of a resume. So it's important to have those details there and according to what you've done and and make sure you put those key, you know, points out there. Um, So making sure that if it's something that was really small, you know, you helped water the plants during summertime. It's not really relevant. You don't need it on there. So keep that those things that are impactful to getting you where you want to go and add that to your resume. Okay. And, and focus on the most recent stuff, I would assume. Yes. So a lot of times, you know, for example, some people may be at a job for 10 to 20 years. If what you're going for focuses on your most recent role, keep the information from your most recent role active and at the top of the list because, you know, a lot of people have limited attention spans. So a lot of times when you're reading things and, you know, if I get a list of four and five to 12 items and, you know, by the time I get to three, I'm already like, okay, let's wrap this up. Yeah. (laughs) So you want to make sure those things are important and listed so that you're catching your reader's attention. You know, because you're selling yourself at this point. So you want to put what's important at the top and then, you know, just eliminate those things that really aren't going to pull your reader in. Sure. Um, Now, a question I've been wondering about, and I'm interested to hear your professional opinion on this. What about a mission statement? I've seen resumes that have this kind of mission statement at the top. That, That seems a bit much to me, but maybe that's just my antiquated thinking here. So what what are your thoughts uh, in, in that regard? Well, at one point, I would say, you know, a lot of places, a lot of schools were teaching uh, their students to keep a, an objective mission statement, yeah. something that you're going for. One of the interesting things I see now, uh, lately, I don't see that too often. Interesting. However, you know, there are some that I see, but they'll have, it'll say something like, to get a job at uh, KFC, but you've applied to Boston Market. You know, you have to be mindful of those type of things or, you know, make sure it's tailored. If you're going to write it, make sure that it 
you know, is something meaningful, not just that blanket statement to say, hey, I'm here because there's a hundred other resumes I can look at as well that are going to be more tailored to what I'm looking for. So it's a toss up. I mean, for me personally, I have a listing of some of my specific skills, specific uh, things that I've done, abilities that are, you know, short and concise to the point, but that's in a to eliminate that mission statement. Okay. So you, you talked about highlighting those skills. So let's let's talk about that that screening process a little bit. So as a as a talent acquisition specialist, what are some of the things that you initially screen for? You know, say you get 200 resumes obviously for for one position, you've got to quickly screen that down to a manageable number. What what's the first thing you look at? Is it is it those skills? Well, a lot of times uh, it, it is. It's the skills and how it aligns to that job description. Okay. So, you know, if someone has, you know, two to four years of experience, but I really need someone eight to 10, then that two to four year, you know, I'd eliminate and potentially save down the road to maybe revisit again, especially if they have a strong, um, you know, educational background and came from some, uh, you know, organizations that really align with where I'm recruiting for then I may consider them at a later time. Um, but for the most part, you know, you want to focus in on the skills that align with that job description. So what I've told some folks that have uh, reached out to me for some guidance is to, you know, read that job description. Make sure that what you have on your resume aligns with what they're looking for. Even if it's certain things that you may not have done for a long time, you know, if you've done something, you know, similar to that, just put it on there, but be able to speak to it if you're asked about it. Okay. So highlight what's relevant, in other words. For and sure. Again, going back to that, really paying attention to what the position is and not not using that shotgun approach, as it were, and, and be specific. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned, um, talked about some of the screening uh, things there. What else would get a resume, say, thrown out beyond the, the obvious, just say grammatical errors or, or things like that? What are, what are some other things that you'll screen for right away? It's interesting that you bring up the, uh, you know, grammatical errors. You'd be surprised how much that happens. Really? In, a, in today's world where we can pull up, you know, our text message autocorrect us these days, right. you know, there's really, I mean, no excuse. And you just have to review it. And a lot of times too, I tell people, there are professional resume writers out there. Mm -hmm. Reach out to someone and say, hey, screen this for me, scan this, take a look at it. You know, a lot of times too, I've had some interesting resumes that have shared a little too much personal information. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it's quite concerning to me when someone shares, you know, certain views of, you know, uh, you know, politics. They oh share, um, you know, I've had some that came through with their date of birth, their height, their weight, their age. <laughs> really? I, I really don't need to know all of that, you know? So I've seen it and I'm just like, okay, I, I didn't see that. I'm just going to keep reading, okay. you know? So certain things like that, you just have to remove. But some other things that I would say um, could potentially get, it eliminate, get your resume eliminated would be um, just not really sharing information of value. So, okay. for example, if there's a position that you're applying for and you have listed there just a lot of those words, that those big verbs, you know, that you're taught, you know, to write down or what you've done, you know, I impacted and I've established and I've, 
what does that really mean? Because yeah. you're not really saying much, you know, to me in that in that aspect. So those are the things you just got to move on and look for somebody who really is taking this seriously. So that all the all the latest lingo, as it were, <laughs> you know, you see somebody did a, a online search for all the latest lingo and right. just inserted it in their resume. Yes, yes. I had a, an example of, of someone who was applying for a sales manager job. And uh, I think he put that it was something like I, you know, established a team of uh, 40 and made such a, uh, you know, we we led the team to leading the sales region yeah. for, you know, some, you great, know, it was just so elaborate, magnified. And the funny thing was, I got a chance to talk to the gentleman. So I said, well, tell me about this here. You mentioned, you know, this team that you built. It sounds pretty awesome. So help me understand what exactly you did there. Oh, well, I worked with everybody and um, I, I met my numbers. But you <laughs> led the team, right? So, and you're applying for a manager job. So, right. what managerial skills did you really share with me in this? And come to find out, he just really didn't do that. So, I just uh, had to say, well, thank you so much for your time and best wishes. And we'll we'll keep in touch. Thank you very little. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so, do you see a lot of kind of inaccuracies or embellishments? Uh, you know, does that happen frequently or or, or no? Yes, the embellishments definitely, I would say, happen. Um, I, you know, and on the brighter side of things, I think people just really want so much more and they see, they read a job description and they get a little excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so sometimes they just come across as, I've done all these magnificent things, but it really doesn't align with the job. And sometimes, you know, being in the position I'm in, uh, especially with the students that come to me and, you know, apply for a job. And they're so excited. You know, they ju- just graduated. I try to share with them how to kind of bring it in a little bit, you know, and make sure that what you're saying you can speak to. Because if someone asks you a question, you don't want to get nervous and then just kind of fall to pieces. And then it looks like you're not telling the truth. Right, right. So um, tell me about, maybe a few horror stories that you've come across. <laughs> these are these are always entertaining for me. So I, I always, you know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, at one point I said, I can probably write a book on some I'm of the sure. stories I've came across. I had, um, I had a young lady I was talking to and I heard this loud noise in the background. It sounded like maybe she was in a factory or something. And um, I said, is now still a good time for you to talk? You know, started talking, getting yeah. ready to get in this interview. And I'm expecting this sound to just go away. Sure. Never went away. And then eventually I just had enough. And I said, okay, you know, what's going on? Is there something <laughs> right. happening? Oh, I'm just vacuuming out my car real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> what in the world is going on? <laughs> so I told her, I said, well, you know what? It sounds like you're you're busy right now. So why don't we, you know, cl- wrap this up here? And oh, no, I'm fine. I'm, no, I don't think you're you fine, are. You're fine, but know? I'm not. Right, I'm, this isn't okay for me. So... I had to end that call. Um, I had uh, one lady, she answered the phone. I called and immediately she just picked up the phone and said, I don't want any and slammed the phone down. Okay, then. I'm like, okay. She must have forgot that two o'clock that I was going to call her for this interview and thought maybe I was a telemarketer or somebody. But, you know, those things happen. <laughs> and maybe it was best for her to, you know, just hang up the phone at that point because 
don't know if I really want that same attitude here talking to our clients or even our employees. Right. Oh. So yeah, very interesting stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen seen all kinds. Yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff. We can probably sit here for hours telling some of those stories. <laughs> Later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so ultimately, though, when we, we get down to it, so in today's world, obviously, uh, technology continues to change. Jobs continue to evolve so quickly. Why, why ultimately do we need a resume? I mean, you know, we can Skype, we can, you know, do all these other things in terms of communication and introduction. Um, you know, you've got LinkedIn and all this other kind of stuff. So why do we, why do we ultimately need a resume today? Well, one of the things about a resume is um, it's really bringing yourself to the forefront to an employer. So, you know, a lot of times now with, you know, speaking to what you were talking about with the technology, you know, it's not the same as where someone can walk into uh, an organization and say, hey, here's my resume as your manager around. I'd like to chat with them. You know, everybody's busy and so many things going on. So the nice thing is, is that we do have the technology that we can use. So you need your resume to just kind of remind those who you may have reached out to via email or, you know, you found this interesting job hey, I'm here and I can do this and I'm excited about your your firm and I've heard so many good things. So you have to really sell yourself. That's the first thing that's really going to make the impression um, to someone. So you always want to make sure that it's updated and, and accurate. And a lot of times, you know, if you think historically, um, even before, you know, this technology age and even, you know, before years and years back, you wrote you wrote letters to people. Sure. You know, people would write letters just to share information and say who they are or saying, yeah. you know, hey, I heard about your business and I'm congratulating you on something. And, you know, how could I be of a, a benefit or a resource to you? You know, and just sharing information came from written letters. And that's what was persuasive. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with a resume. You have to be persuasive, um, be able to speak to certain things in your in your writing. And then that's what attracts that hiring manager to want to reach out to you. Okay. So so the quality of, of the writing and, and the way you're presenting yourself it yes. certainly does matter on, on the resume. Absolutely. That's interesting. So now, you know, bringing up something like LinkedIn, I, I remember a candidate a few years back that I talked to somewhere else and they had uh, somebody right out of college had sent me a, a resume, yet when I looked on LinkedIn, the profiles didn't exactly match mm-hmm. up. So, do you see a lot of that kind of thing, or or do we, you know, say when we we get a resume, do we look at those kinds of profiles as well to see see what else is there? You know, one nice thing about LinkedIn, I've actually been impressed with uh, some folks that are really. Um, excited about, you know, connecting and, and working for the firm is uh, that they'll connect with me first before okay. I even reach out. And I kind of like that because it tells me, okay, you're really interested. This is serious business for you. And of course, by then, I'm sure they've made all the updates to make the paper <laughs> aligned with what's online. You would hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, that's a good thing. Now, for me personally, I don't necessarily check, you know, the social media and all those things. Okay. I would rather you know, get your information from you. I want to hear from you specifically first. I think that gives you the fair option to, you know, come with your best foot forward, be able to, you know, communicate what you've shared with me um, at that point. Because sometimes, you know, 
everybody doesn't have a LinkedIn. And, right. you know, LinkedIn is a fabulous tool. I love it. I use it all the time. I, you know, recruit with it. Um, you know, I've made some great business contacts through LinkedIn. I think people don't realize how important it is. You know, we get caught up in Facebook's great and Instagram's great and all these other tools are great. However, LinkedIn is really that professional world that you can just, you know, really meet people and network and you'd be amazed at the relationships you build, not just for your career, but even just for personal development. Absolutely. That's a great point. So, Note note for all you job seekers out there, connect with Desiree. On That's LinkedIn. right. <laughs> <laughs> so now what about some of these other, you know, you see these other sites like uh, Indeed or something like that where people can just post their resume. I mean, is is that a is that a good practice in your view or, or is that just you're casting too wide a scope and, and, you know, that's not really useful? What are your thoughts on on that kind of thing? I think job boards are very useful. And and the reason I think they're useful is because a lot of times if I'm recruiting for a role that, um, you know, I need a, a large amount of people, you know, just say if I'm recruiting, you know, at one point I recruited for a call center and, you know, we had a, to fill a class of 40. So out of 40, I probably needed to reach out to about 90 people just to okay. get to that 40. So going through, of course, my job description and then aligning it with, uh, you know, what I'm looking for and then going out to Indeed, I can actually do a search on Indeed. And there's so many different ways to do a search on these job boards where you can actually pull in a bunch of resumes that actually align with what you're looking for. So I can send out a mass email and say, hey, here's a job description. This is my company I work for. Why don't you apply, you know, and then go from there. So it, it can definitely be helpful. And even to another point, if you're looking for somebody with specialized skills. Okay. So for example, somebody that has, um, you know, some type of specialty that you really need that's hard to find, you can actually do a search with those specific words. So someone who may work in, uh, you know, have a manufacturing or a construction background or, you know, anything that's related to what you need you can do those really um, intricate searches okay. to find people. And sometimes you only may get five resumes, but hey, that's great because I just need one person to fill this one position. But they're very targeted. Yes. So if I need somebody with specific, say, state and local tax expertise, exactly. easier to kind of winnie that down to to what I'm looking for. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So what else should uh, should people be aware of in terms of resumes and and careers right now obviously most of the the power lies with the the those looking for a job right mm -hmm. because we can't find people across not only our industry but the clients we talk to as well is that you know think you, that's going to be the case here for a, a, a while going forward what what trends do you see well you know it, it really varies on different roles i've recruited for different roles um, with different organizations and it just really varies you know and i think that it also sometimes puts the onus on the the organizations to really sell themselves too okay. you know we always focus in on employees selling themselves which is very important however organizations you got a lot of competition out here there are sure. So many organizations with perks you would not believe, you know, and it's just amazing. And not saying we all have to do the exact same thing, but you have to really strategically figure out how are we going to get the target market that we need to okay. work here. 
Okay, so really differentiate yourself if you're an employer. Yes, for sure, for sure. There's uh, some organizations, they've went to unlimited vacation. They have uh, lunches brought in every, you know, Monday and Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many different avenues you can go on. And then some offer, you know, opportunities to travel internationally. And and that's a whole different range. And, you know, even setting up a resume to send out internationally you know, some of the rules are are quite different than what we've experienced okay. here. So Okay. Yeah. So note to employers out there, differentiate yourself and present yourself well, right? For sure, for sure. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you, Desiree. If you want more tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's show. You can subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts, including YouTube. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can also write to us at ray.news at raycpa.com. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 